Ready? Yeah. Ready. Okay, so uh, this is on our new YouTube channel. I think I'm going to put it up on my channel as well. Um, but we are starting a podcast. So um, I'm going to be recording through the GoPro and then separating the audio for the podcast. And if you're watching this, you already know the title, which is um, Artist Life or Artist Life Podcast. That's how you can probably find all our social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. And um, yeah, if you're just looking for the podcast on any type of platform, it should just be under Artist Life. But I guess something that we had talked about, like we had listened to podcasts on our own before we even met each other. And something that I've talked about uh, with other people in the past, like years ago, and we're like, oh, I should probably do like an art podcast or something. Um, and then we started talking about it when? Um, maybe a year ago. Maybe it's been that long. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. So maybe a year ago. Because and... <laughs> we were talking about different podcasts that we liked. Yeah. And, and that there weren't very many art podcasts. Yeah. And that you and I have a lot of, conversations and discussions that we really enjoy that we thought might be interesting to other people. Yeah, we hope so. And uh, yeah, like you said at the time, I don't know, I haven't looked for art podcasts in a while. Um, but at, there was a time where I was specifically looking for them and I couldn't find anything. Yeah. And then I know Abby Jacobson had one for a little bit. I don't remember the name of it right now. And now there's like a Mike Giant one. So I think that because podcasts have been exploding over the past like year or two, that there probably are more art podcasts out there now. Um, unfortunate that we didn't start it sooner, but we still feel like, you know, um, this is just a way to, uh, like conversations we we're already having, and even on my YouTube channel, and this is a way that, yeah, in podcast form, it's a better format than necessarily the video is. So now we've got the option for both, because like I said, this we're recording it, be on the YouTube channel, and then we'll separate the audio into the podcast. And even though there might be a lot more art podcasts, and there are a lot of different podcasts that have come up in the last year or so, I think we have something that we can really add to the conversation because we are from um, a southern Alberta town. Uh, it's, it's a university town. There's a lot of art and contemporary art within our city. And as practicing artists, and I think that, you know, we have a unique perspective, hopefully, that people... Um, will will find interesting but i i think that's where sort of our unique voice um can come from I, I think so too and i think that just from our conversations before i ever started vlogging before i started recording anything that we kind of came to the table of any conversation as artists mm -hmm. um as, as practicing artists even just within like whether it was writing or researching reading and just living as an artist and kind of like that's why in the description we talk about having conversations and having ideas through the, through the lens of an artist, through the artist lens, because that's the way I, I mean, it's the biggest part of my identity and the way I've seen myself for so many years. So some of the things we talked about, like what would we do, what would we discuss, and it, it kind of does have a range of just like, we could do an interview from time to time, but I don't think it's going to be an interview-based thing, unless we're interviewing each other kind of in a way, mm -hmm. but um of just like, you know, a, to a topic, it could be like, oh, I, there's this quote the other day that I, that I saw and I really wanted to discuss it and kind of flesh out the ideas or if it was a movie that really inspired some artistic thought. Um, those are some things I was thinking of anyway, but I know you've got more ideas of what we were talking well, about. And I think when we were talking about um, podcasts that we enjoy or what we would like to talk about, it's sort of from that personal perspective. And so 
that's what, like you say, we met each other as artists, so we came to the table always sort of as artists and having that discussion. That you strung the words together of art, design, and discourse yeah. as being kind of where things are coming from. And I think that word design, too, that I threw in there before was important because I, I think that from your background and from my background, like you talked about how um, we, you think that we have a lot to add to the conversation, and I agree, and I think that's because we also have really different personal histories and we engage in different artistic practices, and then we also collaborate and come together too, and like, I learn from you and you learn from me even when we're doing separate things, but like, we're coming from different contexts as well. Um, but you're coming from like this big activist background that I don't really have in the same way at all. So I think some of the things, like we might just discuss like, obviously how art influences culture, how culture influences art, um, how we can talk about things when I when I use the word design because I was thinking of things like the pride flag and how like I'm sure that'll be a conversation later but an example of something would be like adding the brown and black stripe to the pride flag what does that mean talking about it again through the artistic lens but it's something that that is you know goes into so many things with, with social uh, cultural I don't know how else well, to permeate well and it's such a physical um, emblem it's such a, a symbol yeah. right such a recognizable symbol, and so that's where design is, yeah. you know, a, a good design, and it's something that then is so culturally and in, you know within activism. So it, it's a great, a, a great example of something that sort of goes across the the range of those, and why it's important. Yeah. So it's kind of like yeah, I guess wrapping up what I think that things would be about, or like an umbrella for what we're actually going to be discussing in a way. Um, well, and I think discourse is really important. It's often you and I even have um, arguments about language and how language is used. Um, and so how important that is and how um, it's, it's used. I mean, both of us are writers and both of us or at least I, I do use text within my, within my art. So writing and discourse and how you say things and the words you use are also very important. And obviously because writing is part of art. Yeah. I think, and that opens things up to, I don't know where to start now. Well, we'll flip it <laughs> off to you. So, because you were just saying like you use text in your art and I'm thinking back to like how I started and that was primarily using text and nothing else. But why don't you start with kind of how you arrived to, I mean, since this is an introduction, not just to the content of the podcast, but introduction to us and us as artists and us as people. So I guess since we're calling ourselves artists, how, how did you arrive at this place where you are now? Okay. Um, yeah, because right now I would definitely identify myself as a practicing artist, a feminist, and an activist. And those are, are definitely descriptions that, that I use to describe myself. I always sort of grew up arty, was how people used to describe me, but I don't draw, and so I didn't see myself as an artist because I couldn't replicate something with a pencil. So um, I, when I was in university, I took creative writing, and that was definitely something um, that I went, and so I, I definitely went down that route and, and was a writer, and then just took an art course because I could take it within university and it was like here are my people it was like that was my my space that was it just connected right away and realizing the different ways um, that art is explored so it's not it can't be replicating something right well, this dog looks exactly like that dog so it definitely can be replicating something but that's not all it is 
And so that introduction within university, um, and then of course also with feminism and activism sort of was in university, that's where that came. So it was a, a natural way for me to use my art was, was in my activism. So between sort of women's studies classes and art classes and um, environmental science class, like there was, all of those kind of came together for me in university. So university is where I felt I could start calling myself an artist um, and take that handle and, and really feel like it was something I did. And then that continued. So I started, um, or as one of the founding members of a, a feminist art collective. And um, uh, so that was something that was really important. Um, and expanded my art and sort of that collaboration and working collectively, which is not easy, um, but was really interesting. And so then art for me, I would just sort of, um, I did a lot of video art and I didn't act, wasn't actually making objects for a while and um, just did some different exhibitions. I did one with the iPhone. A lot of my work, this is like so all over the place, I'm sorry. If this stays in the video, I'm really sorry guys. <laughs> um, but uh, I would say that because my art is feminist, because I am um, uh, a fat woman and I always was an older woman even in university, I started when I was 30. So that's always something I've explored. And so along with what I've done, that's kind of always been explored. And that's where my um, current project is now. I mean, working with the body has been a thing, right? Right. And one of the bigger exhibitions that I did in between sort of university and now maybe was called iTub Gallery. And so it's where I had started taking pictures in my bathtub with my iPhone, because I always have my iPhone in the bathtub. And so it was right in the beginning of having in fact, I started with my Blackberry, my Blackberry Pearl. Um, and so it was that start of using you know, the selfie and having the iPhone and now having it everywhere. And then also sharing this really private moment very publicly. Um, and so that turned into quite a large exhibition. And um, I haven't done an exhibition that size for a while. So I'm working on right now, one right now. And so that's a big part of my practice right now. And I, you had your studio and allowed me to come in and paint, and so now painting is something that I'm doing, and it's nice because it's just sort of a, a free expression. It's something that doesn't include my activism right now. It's just something that I'm able to do. It's, it's abstract painting, and I really like it. So that's been added in. Yeah. <laughs> it just keeps expanding. Like, yeah. Like you said, you kind of got a late start, and I, I feel that way too, even though mine was much earlier. Mm -hmm. um, but something you mentioned that is important, I guess, for uh, more the video than the podcast or the auditory component, but you mentioned the studio space. So, like, I acquired a studio space at a gallery here, and then um, we started sharing that space with Studio Mars, and now we're sitting in Studio Venus. And so now we just share both spaces, and just, yeah, we've got. This is more of a writing and research space, and obviously we, we do our podcast, at least right now, on the space, maybe we'll switch it up. But um, yeah, so we've got these two studio spaces that we work in. Sometimes we work collaboratively on a single piece. I think more of our collaborative work is still like within conversation and ideas. Yeah. And that's, that's what I love a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so what about you? Yeah. Uh, so like I, I said, there's some similarities that, that I feel like I started late, but it was still earlier. And you mentioned text earlier in art as well. So for me, um, I, 
I don't, I don't think I was ever like an arty kid or, or ever thought of myself that way or even the other people did. I'm sure like most children do like color and draw a little bit here and there without really any specific goal, just free expression. And I definitely did some of that, but not very much. Like it wasn't something that was like something I did in my free time at home really. It was very rare. Um, and then I went to high school and I went to a very small town. Uh, like I moved there, there's a town of 2,500 people. I moved there in grade six. Uh, we didn't have very many electives. So it was kind of like either take art or band in grade seven. Uh, my high school went from grade seven to 12. So I decided, okay, I guess I'm gonna take art because I had never played an instrument before. I don't own an instrument, those are money. And it was way more intimidating than art was. So I started to take art and- I took band. Yeah. <laughs> What did you play? Oh, so typical. I played flute. I still okay. play flute. Yeah. So I think I probably knew that. Every chip I... in high school, right? <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, so I took art, but the thing was that that didn't really do anything for me. From grade 7 to 12, uh, I had the same teacher. And, and you just didn't connect with it? No. I, didn't con I mean, I didn't connect with her, or she didn't connect with me. Yeah. Like, I felt like the material that she brought forth was not engaging at all. Um, and I guess that's the other thing too, is like art plays into, like I said, as an, as an, I, I think an art, as an artist, like that's a huge part of my identity, but sometimes I say educator. So like, I don't have a contract right now, but I'm an art teacher. I had a contract for a year and a half being a high school art teacher. And that was one of the reasons why, because I had really great examples of, of a poor teacher and a great teacher in my life as a, in high school as a student. But anyway, the material wasn't engaging. I didn't even know I liked art. It was just doing a lot of still lifes and graph, like portraits and, and or grid portraits. Um, there was very just. It was not engaging conceptually, and nothing really. Just I don't know. We just didn't really have anything that that caught my attention and made me think like, oh, art's really cool, or this is what art is. Like there wasn't anything challenging, um, and there was wasn't anything exciting. So in that time though, I would just like write all over my binders just. Um, in grade eight, I started writing like poetry, so that was kind of my first art form. I think was writing, um, and you'd mentioned for you as well, like writing was a huge part of your practice before any visual art, and uh, or even activist art or guerrilla, you know, stuff or or even performance. I think writing is something that you've had. Yeah, it was definitely my first, um, yeah, my first outlet or my first yeah. creative creative way. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, that started in grade eight, and then. I also, like I said, I used to like physically just write words all over my binders, whether it was like quotes or like band names or just whatever cliche stuff I was doing in high school. But I really liked trying to like style my letters differently um, and just had this like kind of unique script that I was building at the time. And I had no idea what graffiti was in high school. Um, part of it was being in a really small town or just not having exposure to this outside world. Like, I, I didn't have, I mean, I had access to the internet at school, but that was it. We didn't even have a computer in the home, and this is before I, I had a cell phone, or I don't think many people, it was, like, expected, like, oh, yeah, everyone's yeah. got a phone yeah. at that point. So I didn't even know what graffiti really was, and I was doing it legally. I was just doing it on paper and on my binders and stuff. And then, you know, I didn't really engage in any visual art until high school, or after high school, I should say. So I moved to a bigger city. I moved to Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And uh, within a year, I had met this guy who just like, he was like acquaintances of a bunch of other acquaintances I had. And, How old were you then? Uh, yeah, I was, I was 18, 19. I don't remember exactly when I met him. Probably, yeah, I would have been closer to 19. 
and uh, he had his bus pass in like um, it's like one of those little foldy insurance things that they give you uh, for your driver's license and he, he whipped it out and he was gonna go take the bus and we were just chatting with him for a couple minutes me and my other friend and I saw on his bus pass it was like I think it was in gold or silver it was metallic with a paint marker and it it said AAD I don't even think I could read it at the time but it was this like wicked hand style it's an AAD and I was like whoa whoa what's that and he's like oh it's art after dark it's this like graffiti crew I'm in and I was like what's that and then he just like started to like school me and he was like a couple years younger than me at the time but he like took me under his wing and we went out and I just started writing graffiti all the time and then from there that's how I got interested in art and at first admittedly it was not an art form for me it wasn't really like it wasn't about that it was about just going out and tagging and, and like I, I think it was more design than it was art, put it that way, which is a distinction I think we'll talk about later and maybe argue about. But it was it was more of just I really liked creating the name and like doing these hand styles and just doing tagging. I wasn't doing like murals and like three Ding and having a bunch of color and stuff. That's not what I was doing at first at all. I was barely doing any drawing in my book. Um, in like a black book. But that was kind of what started it all for me, was kind of having that that influence and, and access to like someone who was in this world and then it just blew up and it was a, it's a very like underground culture thing that it's just this this amazing subculture that exists that is a lot of the stuff that's really cool but has nothing to do with art in my opinion but it was this thing this community there's a lot of things going on with it i was gonna say community and culture though are, yeah. are really big right yeah and so yeah and especially for me at that time too Popular i'm just like culture being in that city and not knowing a whole lot of people and whatever else. Um, so that's kind of what started it. And then, there, and then I started to see the artistic parts of it more than the design or more than the illegality and, and uh, vandalism part of it. Because, I mean, we had black books and people were doing like stuff in there uh, and just doing lit on paper and just like creating these amazing like pieces. So eventually um, I got busted a couple times and I decided to stop doing it and I was enrolled in university because I, at this time I figured out like I, I, I started to do graffiti on canvas for people and I also transitioned into doing abstract painting before I started university but I did maybe only like uh, probably only three pieces. What what made you decide to do that? Were there other people that within the that you were hanging around with that were actually putting it into painting as well or is that just something because you start putting gra graffiti on canvas you I, I don't remember the, the initial spark. I remember, like, people that were around me weren't doing anything painting-wise. Mm -hmm. Like, the very few people that I knew in the graffiti community that, like, knew well, um, the most that I think they really did was do, I mean, graffiti on canvas, right? Like, so I guess that type of painting, yeah. um, where they created a background and then did, like, a letter structure on top of paint markers, and that's what I was doing. But I don't think they branched up people that I knew into any other genres of art at all, but I had a stencil that I made, it said FK, um, and I remember the first abstract piece I ever did, which I still have, um, was on like a, a shelf, it was like a shelf for like a TV stand or something, and I just flipped it over on the shiny side and just like, I didn't gesso it or anything, I just used spray paint because that's all I had, and just my fingers, and then this FK stencil in the corner, and just and a bunch of colors. And what was FK for? Why an FK stencil? Um, that was just the, the crew that I had started, which had very few people in it. <laughs> so that was just like, I just transitioned from using that graffiti crew name into like my visual art persona, I guess. And, 
Yeah, so I mean, I started doing abstracts to me it was very natural because of I really loved splatters and drips and use of color and all these things that came with the tool of spray paint, which I was using for just like tagging, and that's what I had at my disposal. And then so I started working abstractly. And then I was doing a fine arts program. Uh, I was doing my BFA and I, I got that, and then I went into the education program. But during my BFA, I got more and more and more into abstract. I got into doing human figure stuff. Um, I, you know, and at this point now, I mean, like from there to here, like I started taking photos just because I really enjoy composition. And like, I'm trying to think, whenever someone asks me what I do, I'm like, I've been doing abstract the longest. Mm -hmm. I don't do much graffiti stuff now. Um, I did some logo design and things like that for like musical artists and bands and stuff that I was in with those graffiti skills um, and then also like digital art skills because I would put that into Photoshop and whatever and then make logos and, and merch. Um, but uh, yeah, primarily now I, I, I paint abstractly still more than anything, do some photo stuff, um, yeah, digital manipulation sometimes. I don't do much drawing, but I mean, it's all, I think it's just whatever I need to do. And I think that came from abs doing abstract so long is like, that's why we have like a plethora of like tools and weird stuff in, in Studio Mars of like a drawer of like, there's hammers and like squeegees and like whatever else, because it's like in the studios of the U of S, it was just like, sometimes I would just look around and I would just grab an object that someone else left behind and I would use it in this abstract piece. So I feel like in, maybe a humble brag way, but it's like hard to pigeonhole me as an artist because I just like, I've been doing all these other things and like much like you've been doing all these other things in different areas for the most part and came to painting now. Um, but there is that similarity of, I think, which is cool of starting with words. Because the other thing I think that would be good to mention is that it's not just visual art I think we're gonna be talking about. It's whether it's movies and music and, and writing because I think we both I mean, you read much more than I do, but I still value reading so much, and I'm getting back into the habit again. Um, and I found, you know, just reading as 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 a as a youth a lot. But now, I mean, like I, just different things I'm reading or whatever. But I find inspiration from all these different um, forms of media, mm -hmm. and we still. And now I'm getting into my writing practice more so again. Where I don't know if you ever even departed from yours because you still do so much. But like that's that's this thing that's really interesting to me too that we started out that way and now it's still much of our practice. I actually did get away from writing, and it was when I got in in here actually. Uh, so I'd used text and I'd done a lot of writing, and then I bet you for like I'm gonna say like at least six years I didn't oh, wow. write. Yeah, like a long time. And then when I was in here and I just barely started painting, I took a they had one of the things that SAG writing about art mm. and it it was sort of learning to write about art but I was like oh my god writing like I just yeah. even then I just started writing and like just putting words down I was like oh yeah like this is it because I'd always whenever I was working with my art and so I would say now majorly I use photography is huge and still performance and and then the writing and video but yeah. Probably photography and performance are my, my two big ones right now, and then painting just because I really enjoy it. But um, but yeah, I had a huge gap of my writing, but I had a huge gap of my artwork as well. Yeah. So so I think I I um, yeah. So getting back to writing then also brought me like I think it was getting back into doing art. So those things are intrinsically 
you know, together for me. Yeah. So it's how I work things out. So even if I'm writing diaristically or just lyrics or just words, like lots of times I will just write words that sound good. Like I think words are like juicy and sexy and like some of them just feel good in my mouth and stuff like that. And so, you know, just even writing those down then to me is inspirational. But also then breaking all those down and that's where I like the discourse part of it and breaking down discourse about different things too is yeah. really important to me. But yeah, I think it's interesting because I mean we didn't come together because of like, oh, you know, we have all these similarities. Like um, from a surface maybe, when we first met, it was probably quite different, it seems like. Because yeah. you had abstracts, you were a painter, I never painted. Um, and then the more we've gotten to know each other, there are like just a lot of similarities and um, how we see things. And then the things that we don't see the same are really interesting to me and I like those conversations. Yeah, I think that's what makes any relationship of any kind be incredibly valuable is having the differences there where you can challenge the other person yeah. and obviously having trust and stuff in your relationship to be able to do that in yeah. a way that's, that's healthy. Um, I think I just slipped, it slipped my mind what I was going to say about writing. Um, oh, now I recall. Because you kind of talked about themes of your work. And, and at first for me, like I said, my stuff was almost design-based with graffiti. and didn't really have much. And then it became a little political very briefly because of city space. About how we didn't have a, a place to really go and, and, and write legally. We had one free wall. So I started almost politically just a little bit in, in a very community sense. A very like small world sense, I guess. Um, but then really, it, it always got brought back, brought back to writing, because I had a big gap in my writing too. I was writing prolifically in high school, uh, just super cringy stuff, but it was all about self-expression. It was all me, 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 me. It wasn't really about anything else or, or socially th social things or political things or what have you. It was just expressing me. That's what I really needed to do. And then when I moved to Saskatoon, I started doing graffiti and started doing visual art, and my writing just completely dropped off the mat um, until I was in bands and then I was writing songs but I wasn't doing any other type of writing and then in and out of bands for a while I just might any type of writing that was not a song just didn't happen for me and then I started writing I would think of one-liners all the time it would just happen like that mm -hmm. and then I started taking photographs of that one line and that became my only way that I was writing for a while was one or two lines and taking like a photograph and so combining the visual art with the writing now I'm back to this writing, and I, I still photograph them and like post them, but they're almost like stream of consciousness journal entry type things. Um, but it's one of the sorry. No, go ahead. It's it's one of the nice things about Instagram, I think, because you can um, it's a space to almost exhibit your work that way, right? Yeah. Because otherwise, I don't know, maybe you did exhibit it somewhere, but I know I've always kind of done things like that too, where I kind of photograph things and you have this and you have sort of these things that go together. Because what you're doing now, or what you were doing, you weren't exhibiting it properly, right? So you yeah. had these photographs of it, you had it. Um, I think I saw it on a screensaver like yeah. one time, right? So rotating, which is really cool. But the, the thing I like about Instagram is having that space to be able to share it. And it's, it's very curated and it, it's sort of this mini you know, kind of exhibition that you have where you put these little pieces out. And yeah, so it's one of those, especially, I mean, I have an art one and then I have a private one. And well, it's not very private, but anyways. Um, <laughs> so the, but I mean, having that art one, and I do, I see it as like this little sort of exhibition space where we curate our work and put something out and, and um, yeah, 
So, anyways, now I probably took away your thought. No, no, it's, <laughs> it's all good. Uh, I was just saying, like, with, that for me, what's still really important in my artistic practice is just expressing myself. I don't really approach many social issues or political issues or or doing much activism. I make a lot of art about art. <laughs> I find more now, and I also I'm doing more design than I've ever done before. I think that's also because my definition of art and design have changed, which again I'm sure we'll talk about later. Um, but it's still all about me, and it's it's this thing that the reason I started doing video. Uh, without even knowing this term. I didn't find out about this term really until uh, a couple months ago, external processor. And I think, like you said, with writing, that was just a way for you to figure things out. And that didn't click with me until a couple months ago that I'd been doing this, is like just having the conversation with someone else, that I knew. I've known that for a couple years where when I talk with my friends, I sometimes I spit something out of my mouth that I didn't even think. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know I felt that way yeah. until I said it out loud. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think the, like, Doing the vlogging stuff for me that I've been doing since January has been really important because I get to figure things out. And some of those included conversations with you. And that's also why I think like having the conversations are so important for just... I've been expressing myself with visual art and didn't see that as a way of figuring things out. It was just, this is how I feel and this is a visual manifestation of that. Mm -hmm. But having the conversation with someone else, or even if I just speak out loud, I writing it helps. But for me, speaking, I speak faster than I think sometimes. Whereas with writing, it's a little more delayed. So I find I learn so much more in a conversation because things come out of my face that I didn't, that I wasn't thinking about, that I didn't know I felt. Um, but again, this all still that ties back to I think with the writing, just this this form of self-expression. Because to me now, my visual art again still is expressing myself and how I relate to something else. A lot of my work has been inspired by, like I said, other forms of media, whether it's like a movie or a, a lot of music, because music has always played an important role in my life. So um, just a song or an album or something else will just make me feel a certain way and then this piece encapsulates that feeling. But it's still about me, because it's how I interpret that. But yeah, that's, that's I guess, with, with where my visual art is. Thematically, it's still mostly about me and figuring out myself and expressing myself and the need to do that in order to just feel well, okay. And I mean, definitely mine takes, I get involved in different things that are political, but I mean, it's sort of like the, the basic sort of feminist thing, right? The personal is political. Yeah. And so with me, you know, the personal, the project I'm working on now is definitely looking at sexuality through an older fleshy body, right? And so, but just in in doing it it's very political and so even though it's personal so it's all about me yeah. and it's um putting you know it, it i had to really work through the narcissistic part of it and try and decide if that was okay or if it was you know like yeah. sort of because it is it's all it is all about me it's all about putting my image out there and using myself um and mostly i just do that because it's easier <laughs> i can I'm always there, right? And I can do what I want. But anyways, um, so I think there there is the part, even though I'm not, say, engaging in um, a, a tactical, like, activist sort of art right now, it is that personal is political. So it is all about, mine's all about yeah. me too. Um, all about <laughs> I just think you've consciously recognized, though, like that, mm -hmm. even saying that personal is political, or things you've done like guerrilla gardening, or just whatever else that I think that you're, the activist part of you, 
has definitely been more at the, the forefront. Whereas for me, I'm sure there's things that you can interpret I've done that, that would be like, oh, that's like a political thing. I'm like, but it's like, yeah. I didn't think of it. It wasn't the context or whatever. Yeah. But. No, and yeah. <laughs> well, and those are conversations that we'll be able to have that I'm, I'm looking forward to, right? Yeah. Being able to, and, and maybe there'll be different projects or whatever. But yeah, I think those are going to be interesting things to discuss. Absolutely. I, I think wrapping things up, just as we've kind of covered like, where we came from artistically, what we're kind of doing now, and kind of what the podcast is, is supposed to be. Um, I think, again, just going back to the very beginning of just, I, I think you just said, like, these diverse conversations or can happen because we're still diverse enough with, with who we are and what we're bringing to the table. And that's, again, what I, what I really enjoy. I mean, there's so many things that I think play a part. Even though we're, like geographically generally from the same area like I was born and I was I was in Southern Alberta for the first 10 years then moved to Saskatchewan there's only one province over then came back but I mean our age our race um, sexuality even like um, just like our family histories like culturally like where our, our, our um, like ethnicities and all that stuff plays in this role where we have so much different contexts and then again, we definitely have enough that we, on huge, massive issues, we generally are like okay and similar enough that we're not like hating each other or something. So, well, it's not like well, it's not like the one thing of like, oh, hey, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna interview a clansman today. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like we're coming from a place. Yeah. It's not like we're one of us is a bigot, and the other one's not, but we get along. Like, it's, that's a whole new, or that's probably actually a really old podcast. Um, but. Well, and two, then I started a, my own podcast that I have on the side, too, and you're probably going to be doing the same, and you, I mean, you brought up that you've been doing your your video, your vlogs and stuff like yeah. that, which I call videocasts, because to me, they, they seem like that, but um, so I think, I forget why I brought that up, but I guess... Um, it doesn't really matter either. So. <laughs> well, I think the fact you brought it up, I mean, just to wrap things up too, is that this is the very start of what we're doing together that is, is focused so much on how we view things artistically, um, design-based, like you said, discourse and all that. And then with yours, um, Owning Myself, I think is the title you have right now, right? So yeah. what's, what's a little blurb on that? Uh, it's just... I want to have, it's still, it's sort of an expansion or a part of or whatever of this project that I'm doing um, that's um, basically untitled right now, but I'm using owning myself on the podcast. I don't know what my exhibition project's going to be, but it's right now I'm, um, it's that exploration, the older fleshy body. Uh, actually, no, it's not. It's an exploration of, of owning whatever you're doing. And so I'm hoping to have guests on there that are also talking about that. So we're talking about my art, but also talking about what's going on. And so probably, just knowing me and how I am, it's probably going to be more woman-based and um, talking about things that way. But I don't know. It's I've only done introductions so far, yeah. so it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Lorley mentioned the... Oh, I just realized we never said our names. <laughs> So that's fun. Like an hour later, wherever we are now. So, so there's Laura Lee and I'm John. <laughs> uh, if you didn't know that already. So, yeah, uh, Laura Lee said earlier that um, that I, I and I mentioned too, like the vlogging stuff I've been doing since January. Uh, I mean, right now we're at the end of July, so it hasn't been like a crazy long time. But um, and I am working on having my own podcast as well. 
and that's going to be way more all over the place without much of a focus, which is why I haven't started it yet, and why this was so much easier to to kind of get rolling, because I think we kind of had a, a vision and a mission statement almost, and then we're like, yeah, that's what it's going to be, let's go do it. Whereas my thing was going to be more about just my external processing of everything, of ranting about silly things and being a crotchety old man. And yeah, sometimes you're a real crotchety old man. Sometimes, yeah. But, you know, it's, I think it's um, interesting, unusual, odd, weird, I don't know. But when we were walking in to do this, we both said, oh, I kind of feel nervous, I kind of yeah. feel weird. And I have felt through this, I, I, I think I have more like starts and stops than I usually do. I feel like a little bit more self-conscious of myself yeah. than I usually do when we have our conversations, even you know, our conversations on video. I don't know what it is about it. So it's something different and something I'm sort of going to have to think about, like in the podcast, you know, sort of like, yeah. um, it's probably just because it's the introduction, it's the first one yeah. I'm doing and that kind of thing, but um, I do feel much more self-conscious. Yeah, I don't know. I keep thinking again, and it's one of those things I've talked about with doing vlogs of like, being aware that this is going to that someone else is listening, that someone else is watching, or whatever, <laughs> that oh someone will be one lone person bored out of their mind, but but that changes my actions in the moment, yeah, or even totally. outside of this space. But yeah. especially even just going from video, like you said, to just thinking of the auditory, I'm thinking like there's there's nothing. I mean, with the video, I mean it's not like we're moving around and super animated, but at least there's things to look at or whatever else, and. Ideally, I think most more people will listen than will watch because we're not doing anything action-based. Mm -hmm. But it, I'm also thinking and I'm nervous too. Like, oh, well, what if now, like, I don't like editing, right? So I think most of this is going to be we started here and we ended here and that's kind of it. And I think we work really well, usually off the cuff yeah. and, and whatever else. But we'll get into a rhythm the more we do it too. Yeah. This is just an introduction and it will get better over time for sure and more fluid. Yeah. Um, but I, I generally like the fact that we don't have a huge rehearsal thing. So we talked about too, I guess, trying to wrap it up again, that we, um, that we would just kind of like have a topic, maybe one of us just initiates like, hey, I want to talk about this when we do our podcast or like on, when we get together Saturday or Sunday or whatever, like, what do you think about this? Introduce a topic and then we're just not going to discuss it any further uh, until we sit together here yeah. and then actually discuss it. Yeah. So I think that gives us an opportunity that if one party wanted to think about it a bunch on their own or do research even on a thing, then we can come together and be like, oh wow, like yeah. So it's not going to be still like unscripted. That. Yeah, I think yeah, I think we both want that that sort of um, natural way of discussing back and forth, something un unscripted rather than yeah. yeah. And that's the other thing too is that I said something about an hour, and I'm just going to look right now. No, we're 40 minutes. Less than I thought. Yeah, it, me too. That's good. It felt longer because we were so nervous. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, and some of my favorite podcasts, they do not have an end time, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like the conversation goes on as long as it needs to. And I think that, you know, it might get, as long as we don't get too convoluted and fly off the rails, yeah. then I think like maybe about an hour or something would probably be where it lands, but I would never want to restrict it to that. It's just going to happen as long as it needs to be or as short as it needs to be. Yeah. But I, I especially have a tendency to be very verbose and rattle on about stuff so um that's something i need to work on too yeah yeah it's it, i it'll be we're always open for feedback right absolutely so that's that's always nice to have so that we can see because sometimes we see ourselves differently than than other people do so we might think we're talking too much about something or not enough about it. i don't know it's nice to have feedback yeah so.
So that was our introduction into Artist Life Podcast. We're going to be releasing every Tuesday, just once a week, as right now anyway, maybe we'll increase that, who knows, but once a week, every Tuesday, and we would love to have some feedback. So either through YouTube, or you can find our Instagram account, our Facebook page, uh, you can just look at our Artist Life. Um, yeah, anyway, or our email as well, which is artistlifepodcast at gmail.com. So you might want to bring up just like, oh, hey, maybe I can't find it on this podcast app if you're watching this on YouTube or wherever else, or giving us feedback about how we can improve things, or even suggestions on what we could talk about. That's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It'd be nice to have suggestions on what um, an audience might find interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know we've got a, a lot of things. I, know I have a list of things that, that we could be discussing, and we'll always find more. But uh, we would love to hear from anyone who is watching and or listening about anything. Yep. Okay. Peace. Bye. <laughs>